Welcome to the Flagrant 2 Podcast, Episode 1. My name is Noah. My name is Makah. And we like to talk about basketball and be flagrant. You can follow the Twitter. It should be on the cover, um, but the, if you want to know what it is, it's at the flagrant 2, the number 2 pod. You can follow me on Twitter at Terranova. Noah, you can follow Makai on Twitter at Kai French Fry if you want to see what we talk about basketball on Twitter wise or if you want to see what we talk about outside of basketball. Um, make sure you subscribe to the podcast channel if you're watching this on YouTube. Do whatever you do, five star, like, whatever on your um, whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. If you're not listening to this on YouTube, Make sure you subscribe to both of our channels. Link to that will be in the description below. But yeah, uh, I do want to start by addressing the fact that there are other podcasts with this name. <laughs> we, when, we, when we made the podcast, we did realize that. But I want if any of these people find out about this podcast, I do want to let you guys know that we did not mean to straight up copy you. Um, we didn't know previously. Uh, if you want to. Like call us and talk about it. We can. My DMs are open. His DMs are probably open. Yes, yeah, it's, uh, it's no issue, no biggie. Yeah, we can talk about this. We don't have to be um, confrontational about it. We can just talk. Um, so if you have a problem with that, we can talk about it. Try to work things out. Uh, I'm sure you guys, you know, the other people with this podcast name. I'm sure you guys do great work as well. And I probably will go check you guys out after we record. Um, but yeah, I, we should probably start talking about the playoffs first. Um, that. Probably good to start. Um, yeah, the playoffs, they've been yeah. pretty nutty, man. Not gonna lie. Uh, yeah. Um, I want to start talking about Ruka because what Ruka did was absurd in the playoffs. Um, yeah. Obviously, he, he got eliminated, um, but was incredible. He was not the reason they lost that series, to say the least. Oh, um, uh, yeah, no way he was the reason they lost. No way. No. Um, you know, like, this the idea is his 30. 35.7 points per game, 7.9 rebounds per game, 10.3 assists per game on 49, 40.8, and oddly 52.9 shooting splits. Uh, obviously, the thing that stands out is the free throw shooting. I have my theories behind that. But what do you think about that? Because I, I find it odd. I think it's odd, though, in general, that he is such a great, difficult shot maker, but like he is, isn't a good free throw shooter at all. Yeah, that's really odd to me because you would think somebody who's master stuff like, you know, change of pace, master floaters, and is good at, you know, step backs and all that would be good at free throw shots. But I think it's, you know, something to do with his form. Because when you look at his standstill form, it's kind of like a two motion, kind of clunky kind of shot. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that doesn't really translate to free throws because free throws need to be more fluid so it just goes in better. But I think that's the reason why his free throws haven't been really just good like that. Yeah, I think I so I agree with something along those lines. Like I, I always just feel like he's just a better off balance shooter yeah. than he is on balance. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely feel that way about him. Um but regardless, like, like that's like the one flaw in his game. Like you can bring up defense. I don't think the defense is honestly that bad, I'll be quite honest with you. It's not yeah, he's he, a lost cause. He got yeah. cooked by Kawhi, but everyone gets cooked by Kawhi. Yeah, no biggie so, there. He's he's yeah. not Lou Williams on defense. He, he's alright. He's not a defensive liability. Yeah, nah. He uses his size to his advantage when he needs to. He um, has IQ, yeah. he's in the race spots, yeah. he knows what he's doing out there. Yeah. 
And sometimes he'll take a place off, but that's just because he has to carry the offense. Um, yeah. With a lot of stuff, did Hoden, even when Hoden started to become better on defense, he was still doing that. So, yeah, uh, for sure. LeBron used to do it back when he was a couple of years yeah. ago when he was carrying off. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, now, interestingly enough, Christoph Bruzingis is not happy with his role with the team, but honestly, <laughs> if you want to be called a co star, um, you need to play like one. And he did not. Yeah, yeah he <laughs> um, simply did not. No, really just he did not have a, any, I don't think he had a good game in that series. And I do want to say this. He was really good in those three games last season in the playoffs. Yeah. That may have just been the bubble now that I think about it, but because he was throwing fouls at a high rate, he was doing a bunch of stuff. Um, but. Yeah. Folks always say, you know, if he doesn't get injured, if he doesn't get ejected, the Clippers win that series. That's debatable, but it would have gone further in my opinion. It, yeah. But for me, though, with Chris Stops, it's you can say, oh, but he's not, I, he's not a good rebounder. And people say, oh, look at the rebound numbers. He averages like eight to nine, eight to nine rebounds a game. Uh, he averaged uh, 9.5 rebounds per game his first, which is a career high in the first season in Dallas. But the thing is, like, you, at least when, at least this is how I feel with him. I feel like he got those rebounds simply because of the fact that he's tall. Like, he doesn't get good position. He doesn't. Box out, out. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's just he's just frustrating to watch. Like you watch him, he's under the basket, and he'll just take a turnaround jumper. Like he, you never see him take post hook shots, which he probably should because he'd be very effective. He's seven foot three. Seven um, foot three, shooting fades all day. It's crazy, crazy yeah. to watch. Yeah. Um, and you know he's like he's a solid you know outside shooter, but he's not you know Dirk, who everybody likes to compare him to. Like. He can make those. He hits shots him at a high volume. I, yeah. I will say that. Hits him at an average rate. But, you know, I wouldn't put him up there with like the Carl Anthony Towns. I wouldn't put him up there. Even with like, you know, Carl Anthony Towns obviously stands out because he does a bunch of like off the dribble stuff, but he's also like super efficient um, with it. Yeah. It's uh, just a better overall play thing for stops. But um, I just remember the whole appeal with Chris Stops when he was like in the Europe was just him being this. Like, stop blocking, jump shooting, like, put back the scene. Yeah. That's where he got the name of the unicorn, man. He was doing something off the dribble. He was crossing dudes over. He was just looking super athletic. Mm-hmm. And then he gets to Dallas and everything yeah. just goes to hell. Yeah, I know. Um, That could be just an ACL injury. We never really saw a guy this tall have an ACL injury like this. So that, yeah. that could be a factor. Um. I just don't think he's that good. Like, no, that, I, I think Luka. I think that you know it's it's hard to really shine playing next to a guy like Luca, because with the heliocentric offense, it's like everything is gonna run through them. So of course you're gonna have this opportunity to shine. But yeah. if Chris Stops is you know in a different situation, I think it will look better. But on a championship team, I think at best he's like the third best player, honestly. I'll let that is kind of talk about Luca, okay? Huh? I'll be right back. Just kind of talk about Luca, okay? All right. We about it. Yeah. I'll go check something. All right. Yeah, man. Luca, he's just a really, really special talent. And, you know, he's been the reason I think that he's so special in the NBA so young is because he's been playing professional ball since he was like 16 years old over in Europe. He was a EuroLeague MVP. He had a great EuroLeague career. That, you know, EuroLeague stint he had alone got him in the Hall of Fame. But 
this NBA stuff is just icing on the cake, really, because in the Euro League, they play really physical. So, I, you know, Lucas said it a couple of, I think it was last year, he said, you know, playing over here is easier than playing over there. And everybody was all up in arms about it and all that. But I think what he's saying is the way you can maneuver around these defenses in the NBA is way easier than maneuvering about the around the physical defenses over in the Euro League. And Luca, what makes him special is, you know, he's not super duper fast, but he's mastered his change of pace. He can be going one direction, and all it takes is a split second for him to go the other direction. And then on top of that, you got to worry about his passes. And, you know, that just makes Luca real special in my eyes. And I think he's the best young star. Like, the way they promote, you know, LaMelo, the way they promote Zion, they need to put that promotion towards Luca because he's really the, the real deal. He's going to be the next face of the NBA. He's going to be, you know, the guy who's winning multiple MVPs, you know, all NBA selections. You know, that's going to be him. And, you know, I, I am a Luca fan. Like, I'm not a Dallas fan, but, you know, it's hard not to like Luca. He's He plays really well. He talks his shit. You know, he does his thing. And Luca is just, you know, really, really cold white boy. <laughs> I ain't going to mm-hmm. lie. Yeah. Yeah, uh, sorry, I was gone. I had to go check something um, with my TV. But um, yeah, he's he's a special talent. Um, you know, I I don't you could say like yeah, like I heard, I got the tail end of that. We're talking about like how they promote Zion, which they don't even, they don't even really promote Zion anymore. Like you know, I saw how they how they promoted yeah. him last year. Yeah, they kind of fell off. Um, well, and Romello to an extent this year, though I think that's kind of cooled off as well. Um, yeah, it did. But with, with Luca though, I think because he is such a global reach, uh, they should promote him more uh, because of you know again this being from the, not being from this country, it's why I love Jokic winning MVP so much was the fact that it it has a global reach and it reaches countries that like same with when Giannis was winning um, um having that global reach is important um, because it's the second most popular sport in the world behind soccer. Um, yeah. And what makes soccer so popular is its global reach. And I think the NBA needs to take advantage of that as well. By the way, congrats to Jokic on winning MVP. That was well-deserved. One of the most oh, low-key yeah, like, MVP. That was, like, the most low-key, like, MVP kind of thing, like, ever. <laughs> like, yeah, it was just, like, yeah, everybody wanted it to be everybody but him. They wanted it to be Chris Paul. They wanted yeah. it to be Steph Curry. They wanted it to be James Harden earlier in the year. Well, but, I think... See, Bruce was being... I, if Embiid stayed healthy... Was healthy, but it's a big F, mind you, given his yeah, his yeah. history. But if he was healthy, I probably would have given it to him, just because Not I me think, too. because like he his impact on both ends of the floor this year was absurd. Um, yeah, I think him probably having a better record helped as well. And you yeah, might definitely. be saying, oh, you know, you might be saying, but like, and I think that like personally, the Denver Nuggets have a better team around. Jokic, even with the Jamal Murray injury, than the Sixers have probably around Embiid. As far as like fit goes, yeah, fit wise, because yeah, like it's like Michael Porter Jr. is a great fit with Nicole Jokic. Like that's a match made in heaven because Michael yeah, Porter Jr. says like scores he he scores first, and Jokic is a great passer and he's willing to defer to Michael Porter Jr. when he's hot. Uh, ben Simmons, that kind of style just clashes with Embiid so much that yeah, it really know, does, man. It, but uh, I probably would against him, but he wasn't so. Jokic won. So either way, even if Embiid was healthy and Jokic got it, like I, I wouldn't be mad about it. Yeah, nah, um, he definitely had the numbers. Like he definitely had. He played all seventy-two games. Like it's hard to argue against that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and another thing, I'm really excited that the NBA decided to let him get the award in front of his Denver crowd because 
that award show thing they were trying for a couple of years, I despise that with a passion. Like I really, I really did not that. like that at all either. Um, and, uh, it just yeah. doesn't hit the same. Like it's better to have them raise the trophy mm-hmm. in front of their crowd than you know after we see who's the champion and all that. Then yeah, because and a lot of the time like the MVP, like I don't think the, M- the MVP is made to the finals in like how many years? I think probably since what staff. Yeah, it's been a very long time. Like it's been like, well, like that, that 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 was five years ago because like you know, um, Jokic. We'll see with Jokic. They're, they're down big right now, um, so that that's a problem. Um, you know, we'll see how they respond in Denver, obviously. But like Giannis didn't make it. Both used uh, that he went MVP to the finals. Yeah, neither year. Neither Harden year. didn't. Harden didn't. But Westbrook didn't. Yeah. Uh, so Curry, yeah, Curry's the last one to make it to the finals, um, and Curry's also the last one to win a finals in the year he won MVP. Yeah, so, twenty fifteen. Yeah. So yeah, that that's it's, yeah. that's interesting to say the least. Um, but the playoffs, other than that, um, you know, obviously. You know, do you have like a, the second round series going on? The Clippers game. I wasn't really paying attention to that game. Uh, not the, yeah, not the one, not the it. Dallas one. The one against Utah because I was just too tired. It was a late game. Yeah, I uh, missed that too. I, I was asleep. I caught the highlights though. Yeah, that was interesting. They play again tonight, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, Bucks versus Nets. I thought would be more interesting than it has been. It, it's just yeah. been them getting destroyed by the Nets, and that's what James Harden hurt. I, I yeah. thought even with Harden, that series was going to go like seven games. Yeah, uh, I had Nets in seven, but I thought it would be way closer than this. I don't think but, it would be too But long. again, it's only, there's time to bounce back. Like, you know, but like, if, if Chris Milton keeps playing like he does, it's not going to be great. Um, I know Giannis is catching a lot of heat for the series um, because he didn't have a great game two to say the least he only had like 18 and 11 he always had 28 percent from the free throw line which was which is atrocious um and you know he wasn't great but he was really good in game one like they couldn't stop him in game one yeah everything at the rim was just basically free free cheese for him free candy at the run but he wasn't in this game um you know there's a lot of things going on in the series that like uh, when you think about it, it's just like things that like you still see happen, like Blake Griffin. I didn't think Blake Griffin would be playing this well. Uh, and when you have the role players, it's also about the role players. Like the Nets role players are just playing well, and the Bucks role players just happen not to be. Yeah, um, Bruce Brown is playing real well. He's doing real good. Joe Harris lighting mm-hmm. up from three as usual. Yeah, so like that's another factor, and hopefully we can get a good series out of that. But. Um, yeah, I hope. I, I I was holding out hope that like this could be the year that Giannis like finally takes that next step, and we it probably won't be. Now, granted, I wouldn't I wouldn't criticize him as much about this as I probably did Toronto. Um, uh, Miami is a completely different story because he got hurt in that series, anyways. Yeah, that was I don't really care about that, and it was like the bubble. That's a whole weird situation that is up for debate. Um. I might even say, not saying like, oh, the heat, like, they, like, it was a fake win, but like. Bubble frauds. Yeah. Well, they kind of showed that this year, but, um, <laughs> you know, for me, though, when it came to, you know, this, this, like, I was kind of hoping, like, because, like, again, I kind of gave him a pass for 
you know, the Miami Heat one. And if they lose, I'm not going to be overly critical of him. It's a net. So, like, the Nets are yeah. the favorites to come out of the East. Um, so, like, and that's a title favorite. Like, that's the title favorite right now. It's like, yeah. it would be like, you know, I, I don't know how to like, describe it, but it's just like, you know, you wouldn't blame a team for like, losing to someone like that. Yeah, it's like, I, I didn't blame the, the Houston Rockets for losing to the Warriors all them years. Yeah. Like, I didn't blame them one bit. Or well, well there, there was that one time they missed 27 straight threes in the game that could have sent them to the finals. But, yeah, but Chris Paul had went down and, you know, it just changed everything. Yeah, but there. like, I, I still feel like you can criticize them for missing that. that many, it, it's, if they made at least like a fifth of those. Sides. Yeah, that that is pretty bad. My whole lot. Twenty-seven straight missed threes is is horrible. So that that was something. But um, I'm excited. Uh, you know, if you follow me on Twitter, you, you know I, I just don't want Utah in the finals. Um, nothing to do with ratings. I just don't like the Utah Jazz. Like I could care less <laughs> the ratings. Um, yeah, like, I'll, be, I'll be seeing that, and I'll be in here over here in tears, man. Like you despise Utah, the Utah Jazz. I'm like Vernon Maxwell. I'm like Vernon Maxwell. Like you just don't like them. Yeah. Because Utah, you know, the whole fan base situation, Carl Malone is their savior. It's like, it's just the whole... I, it's not as much to do with the fans for me, because, like, A, I'm a Celtics fan. Like, I trust me, I've seen it as well with the racism. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen I've seen all of that. And also, like, there's racism. There's racism. Everywhere. It's not just, like, a Utah-specific problem. Trust me, it's very rampant there. It's like it's yeah. rampant in Boston, but it, 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 that's our problem as a whole. Um, but it, the Colin Malone thing just does bother me a lot, like, to the point. Yeah, where, it's like the like, mainstream media just doesn't acknowledge that whole scandal thing. Yeah. And, and it's not like, and it's just like, it's just morally wrong, like, just to have a statue of that guy outside the stadium. You still act like that. But, like, when we all know what happened. So, yeah. You know. And that, ESPN that, posting him. He's on TV. It's like, yeah. you know, there's no like way nobody. I, and I mentioned this in the video I did on my second channel about him, like, this guy talking about like, why I hate him. Like, I don't hate him to the point, call him like, like, I just choose to not acknowledge Carl Malone. Uh, we'll call him 32 from Utah from now on. Um, but, like, I, I just don't acknowledge that guy because of the fact that he he's a horrible person. Rudy Gobert does not seem like a horrible person, at least. I just don't. I just don't like the vibes he gives off. I'll be quite honest with you. Yeah, no, I, I see what you mean. That whole rubbing the microphones thing. Yeah. And started up a damn but even pandemic. before that, I never really liked him. Before that, what, what, what he did before that? I, don't, I, don't I mean, like the crying at the all when he didn't make the All Star team. Oh like, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. And you know, like just like kind of like the he's kind of gave off a vibe, and like he's also just a traditional drop bag. He's very effective as a paint defender. I, I always would say that he did deserve to win Defensive Player of the Year this oh, year. Oh yeah, for sure. Despite what I said on Twitter, he did deserve to win it. I think it's a travesty that he has three and Duncan has like zero. Um, yeah, Garnett has one, I think. I, yeah, like you know, he's more than a team. Like I, I'd probably put a team over Gobert as a defender. Um, oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, but, like, I'm not saying he didn't deserve this year. Um, the one year that he did, one of those three years that he won it, I thought that Giannis or Paul Drew should have won it, and then there's one that's up for debate. So he at least deserves one of them. And probably, yeah, he, he is an elite defender. We can't take that away from him, but, but it's like, like, yeah, but like... His style of elite defense is just... 
Like people outdated do I think to bit. an extent that the these gates exposed on the perimeter thing is overblown. Yeah, but he's nothing special on the perimeter. Like he can't switch like a Bam Adebayo nah. or a Jonathan Isaac when he's healthy or guys like that. Uh, or Yanko Okongwu, who once he gets developed, he's probably going to be like a switchable kind of guy. Like he can't yeah. do that. He's, he he plays drop, and like that's not. And he's just not an interesting player either. That yeah, fans, offensively, like, he's not really too crazy. Yeah, and it's and like he, it, it fans like to salivate over him. Like we talk about how great he is. It's just like, yeah, I understand that he's very good, but it's just like I don't yeah, he, care. I just don't he, care enough. Like, yeah, he's one of them guys, like, he's in the All-Star game, and he's just running around. It's like, why is this guy, like, what's going on here? Like, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. Like, he's just not an exciting dude to watch. Yeah, that's the best way to put it. Like, he's just not very exciting, to say the least. Um, like, I, I, I enjoy watching him a little bit. Like, it's cool, you know, blocks. Like, it's fun, but... He's not like top ten on my list. Like, well, I have to watch Rudy Gobert play right now. Nobody. I don't think anyone. Mine is some stat nudes, but like other than that, really, probably no one. Um, yeah, but like, I still want them making the finals. Um, I love Donovan Mitchell. He he's probably my favorite player. He's definitely my favorite player on that team. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. We love Dean Mitchell over here. He's like, he's like the one player on Utah that I like. And so I like Mike Conley as well. Yeah, Mike Conley is dope. Jordan Clarkson, I, I like Jordan Clarkson. He got Jordan swag. Clarkson. Like, I said those three probably. Yeah. Uh, I don't really mess with anyone else. Like Either I don't care or I don't mess with. Like I, I'm not going to say I hate everyone else because like, there's just players I just don't care about. Like, and then there's like people players I just don't like. But you know that that is what it is. Uh, but I do want to transition to talking about NBA Twitter, which is... It's, um, it's, it's something, man. It's something. It's something. Yeah, it's really something. NBA Twitter is, you know, it's either really cool for a day or it's either extremely toxic, sexist, all that. Yeah. It's, it, just, it's a bunch it's, of 15-year-olds. That's the best way you can put it. Yeah, facts. It, it, it is. And they're probably younger than that. I, I wouldn't be shocked at all. Um, I, I've made it a thing that, like, I just don't follow. Even if, like, because, like, I used to be at a point, like, when I was early on, when I was trying to build a platform for myself, I would just follow back everyone. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do a point where I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I stopped doing that too. Yeah. Like, if you don't have like a real name in as your like name, or and it's just like you like a hoodie season playoff, whatever name. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I just won't follow you. Um, you know, it's just a awfully weird community. Um, yeah, it's, it's an odd, very odd community. Because you would think NBA Twitter would be, you know, logical about basketball for the most part, but uh, it's really not that. Yeah. And, you know, when you when you think about it, it just plays into what, um, you know, the mainstream media is all about now, which is basically just quirks and views and stuff like that. Yeah, shock value, really. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, you'll see somebody post, oh, Jordan Clarkson is better than Giannis Antetokounmpo. And then it'll get, you know, 300 likes, 100 retweets, and everybody's just like, man, what? But everybody knows it's not true. Mm-hmm. But everybody just wants to click on it anyway. So, you know, it's, it's a little hypocritical, too, because you see some of these guys criticize traditional NBA media, then they hop on Twitter. Do the no, same no, nonsense. That, that's, that's, right, that's a problem with NBA Twitter. That's a problem with NBA YouTube. But we all have to talk about that because um, I don't want to name people right now. 
Um, because he's, but you 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 know what I mean. But like by that, yeah, I get you. I get you. It's just very exploitive, and there's nothing wrong with being exploitive when it comes to that stuff. Like, did you get the bag? Get the bag. Like, yeah, no problem. Like, like, it's like Skip Bayless is just like, yeah, that's unethical as hell. But as all hell. But at the same time, it's like, dude, you're making how much money? I'm like, you're making you're making generational wealth. Like, yeah, I do the same thing for generational wealth. I do the same thing for like a fourth of what he makes. But like, like that, like yeah, like I understand why they do it. Like, and you can't say you wouldn't do the same thing in that situation. Like, you're not going to turn down that much money, but just to slander it, one guy for you know a decade plus. Yeah, it's just, you know, it, it just it's it is what it is. I would say when it comes to that. Um, but yeah, NBA Twitter is just it's a bunch of kids. It's not, it's not about them like doing the racier stuff. It's annoying as I find that stuff. I I I'll say it like hypoc- like mockingly to someone, but like you know, it, it's not about it. even if it's annoying. It's like they're kids. Kids do annoying things. I did annoying things when I was that age as well. Trust me. Um, yeah, for sure. Everybody like, did. Everyone did. That's the point. It's just like the racism, the sexism. Yeah, you know. just just the weird, like super it's weird stuff. Super weird. Because uh, the ratio stuff, you know, I find it funny sometimes. I've said ratio a couple of times, just joking around. No, no, I, I'll just say, I'll just tweet ratio if I disagree with someone sometimes. Because I don't feel yeah. like forming an actual all argument. So, yeah, that that for me is funny. Yeah, you um, know, what? You know, I've said Mickey Mouse, you know, the, you know the whole Mickey Mouse thing where like to, to say the season was fake or something's fake. Yeah. Yeah, I... I like someone enjoy that stuff as well. Um, that's funny. Um, yeah, but like considering that we're both NBA YouTubers, I feel like that's something we should probably talk about. Um, yeah. I, I want to ask you first, you know, August 2nd, like what made you start YouTube? Like doing it? Well, like last year, like around when the pandemic first hit, I was like, you know, I was watching Stephen A. Smith a lot, Shannon Sharp, all those guys on TV. And I'm like, man, I really want to do that. So I'm like, so how do I do that? And I realized that you got to go to college. You got to, you know, start an mm-hmm. internship with a newspaper, all that stuff. And I'm like, you know, and I'm seeing what they do. They talk about the same subjects, LeBron versus MJ, Stephen Curry. And I'm like, you know, I could just record myself, put it on YouTube and do it like that. Because I've been watching dudes like, you know, Rusty. I've been watching Dom 2K, Legend of Winning. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been watching, you know, Swish Out. A lot of these guys, I've been watching them for a long time. I'm like, I could do that. You know, it doesn't seem too hard. So one day I just bought a mic, got my laptop, bought some editing software, made a thumbnail, and the rest is history. Yeah. Um, I, I, so I started, like, uh, toward the end of my senior year, which was um, two years ago now. Um, around, like, like, mid-April I started. And... I just wanted an outlet. Uh, I wanted to be a sports writer. I was getting, I'm getting my communications degree. Um, and I just wanted an outlet to get my sports work out. Uh, I started on YouTube, worked on it all that summer. Nothing but a phone. I recorded into my iPhone. I edited. I put just grabbed Google Images, made a slideshow with the audio over it, posted it on YouTube, things like that. Um, and then I started doing that i got a i i started, then I started writing for search halls and charge uh going my freshman year of college that same year 
I did that for like a few weeks and then I realized I really wanted YouTube more and I started taking YouTube seriously since then. Um, and for me, YouTube is not like, oh, I'm here to inform. I'm here to give, no, I'm just here to give you like what I think. You know, what I, what I, what I believe. Like, I'm not here to say, this is how things work. This is like, I'm just here to talk about, like, this is what I think and this is what I believe. Um, it's just yeah. kind of, it's, it's kind of more of a platform for me to talk. So some editing skills, stuff like that. Yeah, it's kind of the same for me. I just wanted somewhere to talk basketball. Because, you know, talking IRL gets, you know, old really fast. And, you know, talking on YouTube, you get to connect with people. That's how I met you. You know, a lot of mm-hmm. good, a lot of cool guys on Twitter. Yeah, I just yeah. really wanted a place to talk more. Just talk my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, for me, that was basically probably when something similar. It was just, you know, talking about sports and i met people like i met rudy rudy was the first person i ever met he reached out to me before i even uploaded a video um and we we just talked because i i had in my bio that i was i was starting with a podcast and i um you know this was like and we just talked about like what do you want to do how do you want to go about it and we started to form this connection and then you know he just told me just go for it don't let don't worry about like where the people are doing don't worry about the quality just talk and if you upload consistently you know you'll get somewhere and lo and behold uh 389 videos later um and that's just on the main channel it's over 400 if you include like secondary channel stuff uh you know i am where i am now so that's the best advice I can always give someone. Just go for it. Like, don't worry about the subs. Don't worry about how many people like the video. Just keep posting the content. If you enjoy it, you enjoy it. If you don't, it's probably not for you. Yeah, thanks. But yeah, Rudy, he, that's my guy, man. He was one mm-hmm. of the first dudes that I was talking to. Yeah, he was the like the very first. And then uh, I knew Mojo because he used to upload his stuff on an app called the Hardwood Amino. Um, and, you know, I met, I knew hell of him then. I didn't really talk to him, and then I started talking to him. Started talking with Jacob, obviously. After that, uh, met met Alam, aka Ask the, Ask the Truth, and then we it's just been growing from there. You, I met Zay. I remember I I met Robel when he was first starting out on Twitter for his YouTube channel, um, and then from there, like because like those people started to grow, as like I started to grow, like we all started to grow together. We we able to find connections to each other like people that maybe we i knew but someone else didn't or someone else that they knew that maybe i didn't and i've had so many awesome people this way um which has just been awesome for me but yeah that's the beautiful thing about the internet man like Mm -hmm. you could just make so many connections so fast like all the guys you just named i have some sort of connection with them you know Mm -hmm. i I follow all of them on twitter i've spoken to them in the dms i think i think zay was like the first dude i talked to and he was telling me about my thumbnails, like, mm-hmm. nah, you got to stop doing this. Like, put your text this color. You know, mm-hmm. don't put so many words on the thumbnail. Less is more. You know, things like yeah, that. Yeah, he was doing that. Um, it's funny. Zay and I did not like each other at first. Now we're, like, really close friends because it's sort of because, like, he did not like Jalen Brown through his first few years. He thought he was overrated. He didn't think he was worth the money, yada, yada, yada. Um, and we, we – and obviously um, – we, you know, we got, and obviously with Jalen Brown being like my favorite player ever, like that, with that, that wasn't gonna work in there. But we've eventually, like, we disagree on a lot. Um, we did not like, like each other at first, but like we disagree on a lot now. But we're still like really good friends. Um, That's dope. Yeah, 
Um, I met like obviously I've met you. I've met you know. Um, so Owen Sports, by the way, he's uh, I love Owen Sports. He should upload him more. Um, but like I met Asu, I met Nick Nicholas Hankel. I've met um, so there's so many awesome people. You know, yeah, Kogostamus, yeah. is my dude. He made from the he's jump. He was out. making like in depth videos. Like it was crazy. Mm-hmm. The time he put into his stuff, I'm like, man, like he do yeah. crazy videos. Like I'm like, how he come up with this idea? Mm-hmm. He he's blowing up right now. Yeah. Yeah, like 3K. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's at 3K now. Um, yeah, just like that. So, so Nicholas Henkel, like, he, he gained, like, 6K subs in one day. And he made an awesome video talking about, like, kind of, like, what the NBA media needs to change. So, if you want to go check that out later. Nicholas Henkel, that's uh, the, the Detroit dude, right? Yeah. The, the, the guy that was, was on ESPN. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, you know... That's a, that's a, that's part of it what it's all about for me is just meeting people, whether they're big or small. Like people always say like, oh, like, because I got that setup from from Jacob. And he's like, oh, you're looking, you know, rusty. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I am. But at the same time, it's like I view him as a friend. I don't view him as like this a like big fucking asset. asset. Like yeah. someone like I I would be friends with this guy even if he had like ten subs. Like, and that's true with all the people I know. Like. I would be friends with them just based off their personality and the kind of person that they are, even if they didn't have a lot of subs. Like that, it's not about the subs all the time, despite yeah. what some people may think. Because so. if you if you become friends with somebody because of what they got or what they could do for you, it's not gonna be a real, you know, cool that friendship. Could be a, yeah, it's not gonna be you know valid. Yeah, it's just gonna be a thing. But yeah, you know, you know, obviously I'm grateful because like. That side out like boosted my career by a lot, yeah. uh, but at the same time, I would still do it if he if he did. I would still be doing YouTube right now. Like, I would still probably have almost four hundred videos, even if I didn't have that many subs. And four K is not a lot, but still like relative. And that's a good amount for the you know. Yeah, it, it's enough to pull like consistently like triple digit views right now. But like, and the thing is though for you, like, cause you're definitely gonna grow, obviously. Um, you're probably, you're definitely, I definitely think you're well on pace to get to, like, 1K by the end of this year, at least. Um, once you get to a certain point, like, you uploading consistently, because um, you upload very consistently. Yeah, and I try to, man. Like, you're at a point now where you probably, what, like, you think, like, 100 plus is a very, is a, is a good video. Yeah, right? yeah, I'm at that point right now. Yeah. Okay, you're gonna get to a point sooner than later where that's just gonna feel like an afterthought. Because for me, I was in a similar spot with, to you, um, and you're at you're at a better pace than I was because I didn't get to your sub count until I had like I want to say like 250 videos. I want to say, um, but for me though, like once you get to that, I was at a point like with you, it's like getting triple, like getting like triple digits of views, a hundred plus views. Like that was an accomplishment, and 1K felt like like the world, like. If you yeah, got one views, like that would feel like like top of the world. You're gonna get to a point where like you're gonna get a hundred views and you're just gonna feel disappointed. Because that's like that's the point where I'm at now. Where it's just like, yeah, a hundred people watching my video. Like that's cool. Like I would be nervous if I had to <laughs> in front of a hundred people. But at the same time, like that's that's something that's all that's a great way to think about it. Because that's what Romp was telling me. It's like think about like, oh like would you be nervous presenting in front of like like a hundred people? Or like fifty people, like yeah, oh. you probably would be. Um, so I always think about it like that. So I oh I, yeah, shout I, out, shout out, Ron, man. Ron yeah. is my dude. He 
that boy upload, I think, like, two times a day, whatever mm-hmm. time of night. Like, he just has them videos, them videos ready to go in stash, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, you know, like, you can get to that point, because right now, it's like, oh, like, I've had, like, my, I'm, my, my last five videos, 172, 116, 154, 152, 159. Like, that's, that's, I'm not going to go complain, because that's more than I was getting over my last five videos for a while. But, like, I'm at a point where it's just, like, that just feels regular now. And that's going to happen with you. Like, I'm going to bet you when you started, like, you were happy to get, like, 20 views on a video. Oh, yeah, and of that, course. And then, like, 20 views became, like, normal. And then it became underperforming. And then that moved, you moved, like, to, like, 50 views. And then that became, like, normal. And then that became underperforming and so forth and so on. That's just going to happen. Yeah, um, I would say right now, 100 views, like, anything above 100, I'm just like, all right. This video did you know well for me but like, anything like crazy like you know like youtube is really random because you could do the same like i do the same thing for all videos i just i talk i put the music the same style of thumbnail and sometimes it gets 600 sometimes you get 100 sometimes it gets you know 20 mm-hmm. and you just gotta roll with it man because youtube is just so random like you can do everything the same and you know just get a different result every time mm-hmm yeah, and you, you, you stayed consistent. You have like what you definitely have over a hundred uploads, I would say. Yeah, um, I think I got like a hundred eighty something, hundred and thirty yeah. something around there. Yeah, so like that's you you're uploading consistently and that's what matters at the in the end. And you know, eventually like your thumbnail styles will improve, your editing styles will improve. That's just that this stuff just comes natural for people. And you know, for me, it was just about that. Like, how can I improve as an editor? How can I improve? Like, like you can like compare your latest video to your first video, like yeah, stuff like that. Voice is different. Yeah, everything's different. You feel more confident compared to like yeah. you felt tim- you feel timid back then. Um, stuff like that is always just fun. And I again like if you have a passion for it, just go for it. Yeah, eventually fact, people will find you. People will find you eventually. Um, yeah, it's just about building that, you know, foundation. Mm-hmm. Got to stay strong with it, stay solid with it. Yeah, Eventually, and over time, though, as you grow, your views will grow as well. Like people yeah. will go back and watch all your videos. Like there are videos that, like, I had no idea got the views that they did, that did that they did because, like, I just wasn't paying attention to it because it was so long ago. Like I had a video that's that has over like like two k views that I had no idea. Cause it's been yeah. so long um or i have like a video with, that's approaching that mm-hmm. and i had no idea like videos will randomly blow up like i think you know micro zambi's content isn't the best now but it's still solid but like yeah, it's fine it's fine for yes but like he he when he first started he said that kevin durant uh, what if kevin durant was drafted by the portland trailblazers video which is like which which made him blow up like that was his blow up moment um, yeah that was a real did, huge video back then yeah like that was the problem. He, he said that took like a month to blow up the way it did. So you said to be patient, just keep pushing. Don't worry about the views as it happens. Like early on, I had a bad habit of like constantly going on YouTube Studio, and refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. Oh yeah, for sure, views. man. But like every time, it's just, like upload a video, work on the next video, go hang out with your family, get something to eat, chill. Don't just don't open YouTube Studio after you upload, basically. Yeah, um, no, I try we not look to upload. Okay. Like, we I try not look at it too much. Yeah. Because, you know, when I was, like, a couple months ago, when I was, like, around, like, 150, mm-hmm. I was, like, I would upload a video, I would refresh every, you know, couple minutes, and, you know, 
once the rank thing started happening for me, because after you upload 10 videos, then it starts, you know, being 10 out of 10, 5 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Anytime I would get the gray arrow instead of the green arrow, my mood would just be changed for, for the rest of the day. Yeah. And, you know, I had to grow out of that because, you know, your mood should not really be connected to something that's really out of your control. Mm-hmm. It's just setting yourself up for, you know, being in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that's totally true. Um, and again, you know, when you think about YouTube and stuff, like, you know, the algorithm's weird. Sometimes you'll get that post, sometimes you won't. And if you upload consistently, you're doing all you can. Uh, And eventually you'll get to where you want to. Um, Obviously now, like, I think it's early, but I did, like, you can eventually, like, just start branching out and doing other things as well. Like, create other channels, create other outlets for yourself. Like, I made a whole second channel where I just, like, talk. I store up. I do. I do basically a funky diabetic style to store, but it's not just about basketball. It's about other things as well. Um, and do you have something like do, that you do like outside of like basketball on YouTube just to make sure you don't burn out on basketball? <laughs> nah, I, I haven't. Nah, I haven't made a second channel yet because I want to try to establish this one first. Because mm-hmm. I feel like you know, I feel like all my time should go into this one. Because I mean, I've been slacking with the uploads lately, but I'm trying to get back on my daily stuff, but. Mm-hmm. When I once I reach like you know a solid amount of subscribers, then I'll make a second channel for like you know any kind of bullshit I want to just do for fun, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. Yeah, and you know the thing that burns me the most on my about my channel, the one video I ever had to reach a thousand views is a Patrick Williams slander video, <laughs> and I, I regret that so much. Yeah, but was, you, you, it's gonna happen. Like Mojo was talking about that. Where it's like his his best video is a video about like Javale McGee. His yeah. most viewed video is about like Javale McGee and whatnot. Um, so you know, you just control what you can control. Like, yeah, and worry about the other stuff later. Because um, again, not everything's gonna be within your control, which is fine. Um, but yeah. Um, I think that that should do it for episode one, I would say. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. This will be going up on Friday. Every episode will be going up on Friday moving forward. Um, yeah, we suck about basketball. We really didn't get out too out of line in this episode, but expect more like out of line stuff moving forward. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, make sure you go follow Makai on Twitter. Make sure you follow me on Twitter. Make sure you follow our, the podcast Twitter at the flagrant to pod. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe to both of our YouTube channels. Follow us on Twitter. I think I mentioned that already, but everything you need to know will be in the description below. If you're listening to this on a podcast outlet, make sure you five star, like whatever option. Whatever you, you need to do, yeah. high rate it. Yeah, rate it. Um, yeah, um, we'll see you guys next Friday.